This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello everybody and welcome to the Agenda. I'm Christian Walsh and I'm here with Dan Kay and today we are going to talk about Dan. People might want to talk about this, but the possibility that Liverpool are slap bang in the middle of not just the title challenge, not just the challenge for the Champions League, not just an FA Cup battle, but potentially a treble. Now, do you think that's possible? Do you think this is massively too early? Do you think fans should be getting behind it? What's your thoughts on this? I can understand there will be some of the older heads, more reserved Liverpoolians who will be saying, how dare you, you're trying to tempt feet. Don't put the mockers on us type thing by talking about this early. Ordinarily, yeah, we Liverpool have only just taken the first step into the FA Cup. But I just think because of the nature of the third round tie and the victory and the way it all come about, it has got a few of us dreaming. Uh, I mean, you know, if you can't dream, if, if, if this season hasn't got you dreaming already, then you may as well give up, frankly. But you know, Liverpool, have, we've already been sport rotten this season with some fantastic days, fantastic nights, fantastic results. But I have to say, you know, what, three or four days on now, I don't think there's any result that's given me more pleasure so far this season than that one on, on Saturday. So I think Liverpool, it's very, I wouldn't expect Jurgen Klopp or any of the players to be giving it any kind of, any kind of credence or mileage whatsoever yet. But um, I want the treble. I, I massively, you know, the treble of league, FA Cup and, Champ- and European Cup, which is something Liverpool have never won before and is one of the few things that our old rivals, Manchester United, do have over, over us. And just to add, of course, if it was to happen, and of course we were a long, long away from that yet, but if it was to happen, it wouldn't just be a, a treble, it would arguably be a quintuple because we've already got the Super Cup and the World Club Cup. I mean, what would it have been if they would have won the, uh, the penalty shootouts against Man City? Are we counting the Charity Shield? Well, I'm counting that as a moral victory anyway, to be honest, after the way we played <laughs> That was when the off. first blow was struck against yeah. Man City, when they realised Liverpool weren't going anywhere. I think so, that yeah. Was a, that was a really important one. Ian Klopp will always say, won't well, he, look, one game at a time, and he will always say that. And it's not just the thing that he says for the media, I think it's genuinely part of his thought process. Hmm. However, you know, supporters, they will do it a lot differently. So let's just sort of have a look at these three trophies. The Premier League, they are 13 points clear at the moment with a game in hand over Leicester. People are looking towards fair place Man City as the, as the real challengers, if you will. 14 points behind with a game in hand. Mm. I think a lot of the reason why little whispers of the treble have started is because it feels like of all the trophies, this is the one that is, no one wants to say it's in the bag, but they are 1-20 to 20 with the bookmakers. Uh, they've never been that price before, uh, certainly as, as long as I've been looking at odds. Mm. Um, which is a while. Which is a, which <laughs> is a while. Um, yeah, very much so. In my, in my nappies, I was I was on there. I was down the coral. Um, but yeah, just you know, it, you don't want to tempt fate, but it feels like this is should be the one. Which if Liverpool are going to win a trophy, it will be the Premier League. It would be disingenuous, wouldn't it, to say that kind of like, oh, you know, we're underdogs or we've only got a slim chance of winning the league. You know, it's not just the fact that we're, as you say, 13 points clear, runaway league leaders. Liverpool's league form over the last 12 to 18 months is unprecedented. You know, in any other seasons, we would already have a league title under our belts. So, as you say, Klopp, and not just Klopp, the players, every single person involved, you, you, you wouldn't be surprised even if the tea ladies are like, one game at a time, boys, don't be getting ahead of yourselves when they're dishing out the, the digestives and the bourbons. Yeah, so you, can't, you, can't, you can't have your main until you've had your start. Exactly. So you can't have your, your dessert until you've had your main. 
And, you know, I am a acu- you know, if it was anyone else, I probably would be saying, oh, it's all over. You know, we've, we've seen seasons before when it's been Chelsea or United way clear at this point in the season. It's like, well, everyone's basically playing for second. It's only my own kind of paranoia and scars from 30 years of, of being desperate to see us win the league that makes me think, well, you know, if, if there's anyone that could blow it from here, it's us. It, it, everything is, you know, the, the, that said... Everything is different about Liverpool now as opposed to 2014, 2009, 2002, 1997, the title bids that we've had before. The whole infrastructure and kind of mindset of the club does seem set on much firmer foundations now. And I think we will be talking about an unprecedented Devon Lock type collapse if it was to fall apart from here. I, I always have very much in my mind... You know, I'm just about old enough to re- well to remember when three points for a win came in. And even when it was two points for a win, big leads could be lost. With three points for a win, a big lead can become a small lead quite quickly. And I bang on about it all the time. Man City's first title win in 2012, the Aguero one, they lost at Arsenal on Easter Sunday to go eight points behind United with six games to go, which in most people's eyes would be over. And they still had time to win it, lose it and win it again. Yep. So, you know... You can't get too far ahead of yourselves, but, you know, if Liverpool don't win the league from here, then there's got to be some serious questions asked. But it will take some winning, and every step we get closer to it, the weight of 30 years' history will will will, will weigh that bit heavy. And I think Klopp said something after the Wolves game, um, which, you know, which, which was a hard-fought graph, particularly that second half. And he basically said words along the lines of, you best get used to this because there'll be a few games like that this season when we just have to dig in and see it out. That said, you can have confidence in this team to do that now. They've shown that they do have this kind of resilience and doggedness, that they don't have to play champagne football every week, but they can get games won in whatever manner they need to. And that does give enormous hope and confidence going forward that they will come up trumps in May. There will be questions asked. The, the main one being which planet am I going to move to if Liverpool <laughs> don't win the Premier League? I'm looking at Neptune. I'm looking um, at goat farms in Yemen. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely there. Make it a nice uh, nice tan. So, Champions League, Atletico Madrid, last 16. Obviously, there's still a lot of brilliant teams in there. Manchester City, Paris Saint-Germain, Barcelona. Um, they would love a chance of revenge, of course. Mm. Is, is, is it realistic that Liverpool can retain the Champions League? Bookmakers have them as second favourites. I mean, Jurgen Klopp has not lost a two-legged European tie in, what, over four years mm-hmm. at Anfield now? He's taken us to three European finals, obviously won the World Club Championship as well, the Super Cup. There will not be one team in Europe that wants to play Liverpool. You know, arguably, Atletico is one of the toughest ties we could get because even if they're maybe not quite at the level... They were when they reached a couple of finals. I think it was in 14 Griezmann and, and players like that, yeah. They've still got a great manager in Simeone and it's a team and a squad that is very obdurate and hard to break down and it will, you know, it, it arguably is the, you know, as tough a tie as Liverpool could have had. That being said, Liverpool don't need to fear anybody. It's cup football. So, you know, you can have, obviously it's two-legged cup football until you get to the final. So there is always that caveat that kind of like you can have one bad half hour and a couple of it bad breaks of luck or bad injuries can go against you. But, you know, realistically, Liverpool are Europe's best side, the world's best side. And, um, you know, and going for three... I don't, think, I don't think we've ever done three finals back-to-back in the European Cup. We never qualified for three finals no. in a row, I don't think. But, you, ha- you know, the bookies don't often get it wrong. And I think... 
That being said, I think oh, City's actually the, fa- the favourites. City are favourites. I think it's Liverpool and maybe Barcelona yeah. and Bayern. I suppose I can maybe understand why City are favourites because maybe they're all, the, 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 the thinking is, well, they're already so far behind in the league that maybe that's where they'll be targeting it. But, um, you know, if both sides get through their last 16 ties, City are got Real Madrid, haven't they? Yeah. Which is no gimme for them and Madrid will be very much looking to get back on their perch, obviously having lost the trophy that they won three times on the bounce to Liverpool last May. Um, I think if, if both teams do get in that hat for the last eight, though, City will be not wanting to draw us at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we've got a great, chan- a great chance of getting to the final again, a great chance of winning it again, because this is a team and a squad of players and a manager that knows what it takes to win the Champions League. I, I've got this real premonition of Liverpool and City in Istanbul. Well, you know... The, the if, balls can come out. You never know how the balls come out, but I feel like they're one, the two best sides in the competition. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't think many people would argue with that. You look at how, you know, it very could have, could well have... It was like something I've thought about quite a bit since last May, how close it could have been to being Liverpool against City in Madrid. Mm. And on the back of if that had happened with, you know, us missing out heartbreakingly in the league since the one, to, by one point, I'm not saying we wouldn't have won it, but the whole build-up to Madrid, the whole atmosphere, the whole match itself obviously would have been fundamentally different on every level. And, you know, I'm, I wanted this to play Ajax. You know, I wouldn't say I felt cheated by playing Tottenham in the final, but it didn't maybe have quite... So maybe in the build-up have quite the same sheen to it. It felt like a sunny FA Cup final. It did, it did. <laughs> and Madrid was well better than bloody Wembley, that's for sure. But, um, you know, I, I, I was... I would be much more comfortable with playing City in a final this year than I would have been last year, put it that way. And thank God for Sergio Aguero's ankle that was offside and was it Lorente's elbow that got that crucial goal because, like, like I say, City City and Liverpool last May, on the back of how things played out in the league, would have been a whole different ball game than, than what it was. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. FA Cup. Obviously, you've just mentioned the, uh, the the Merseyside derby at the weekend. It's going to be interesting because we, we we don't know who Liverpool are going to play yet. It'll either be Bristol City or Shrewsbury. I think we'll probably speak for a lot of people when we say Bristol City is probably the better uh, the better tie, sort of a, a newish ground for a lot of fans. I mean, so Shrewsbury, but there's something about Bristol City, bigger allocation. But Joe Thomas of this parish um, <laughs> yes. is a Shrewsbury Town fan. If he is uh, watching or listening, hello, Joe. He is a Shrewsbury Town fan, and uh, it'd be lovely to see Liverpool play them. But I think from a from a sporting perspective as well, I, I think you, you, you're looking at Shrewsbury there and you're looking at Liverpool playing a similar sort of team. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, absolutely, I would expect to see the, the, a similar type of team to what we saw against Everton, to what we've seen really in the FA Cup and mm. League Cup ties. For the last couple of seasons, obviously, bar that anomaly of a match um, at Aston Villa. And, you know, I think there's no reason to assume why these lads couldn't get through ties like that. You know, in the same way that, you know, they maybe would have got further last year. We've had some tough draws in the FA Cup last couple of years. Wolves away. Um, was it was it Wolves the season? Wolves knocked us out a couple of seasons before Anfield. When they were well. a championship side, but that's uh, when Liverpool were West playing. West Brom, wasn't it, in 2018. Again, a premiership team at home. Mm. I think that was pretty much Alan Pardew's only win in charge of it. <laughs> Again, it was another kind of freakish result. Um, I would quite like us to see us play Bristol City because it's, it's 30, 25, 26 years. You're going to see revenge here, aren't you? Well, I'm old enough to remember that revenge of 1994, which it, it, you know, it, it wasn't entirely a, an experience without merit because it did 
at least bring the rather tortuous reign of Graham Souness as manager to an end. He, he lost his, he lost that basically was the end of him. He, he got sacked after that. It was particularly painful for me because that was that year was the midpoint of my five years at college in Bristol. So as a you know, relatively well, you know, obviously I'm a Liverpool supporter, you can imagine the stick I got uh, when we were knocked out by Brian Tinian's goal. So. 25, 26 years on, that's still smart a bit. So, uh, you know, who, we get who we get. I mean, a Joe Thomas Derby would be nice for all of us in the Echo because he is the world's nicest man. And it would be interesting to see, you know, does his team taking on Liverpool bring a little bit of needle to him, a little bit of edge <laughs> to him? That would be an interesting little side show. But I love the FA Cup. I always have loved the FA Cup. I'm, a, you know, I'm in the early 40s. My formative footballing memories really were in the the mid-80s when either Liverpool and Everton were in the final virtually every year. And also, as well, I only kind of thought about it recently because I've had a few rows with our old pal Joe, Joe Rimmer who does not give the FA Cup anything like the respect. He I doesn't like he the deserves. romance of the cup. Well, he doesn't like life. He, 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 <laughs> that's just how he is. But no, in all seriousness, I think one maybe one of the reasons why people of my era do revere the FA Cup so much, that period of the mid, mid to late 80s, there was no European football. So the FA Cup became even more important. It wasn't just one of the few games that you get to see on the telly, and obviously they'd show a live game every round. Because there was no Europe, it just had that little bit more importance and authority. So it has been sad you know, at times to see how it's kind of fallen down the pecking order a little bit in recent times. And obviously, there's no getting away from it. The league is the number one priority. The Champions League is the second priority. But... I do not want to see us just... Th- I even heard a couple of people saying on the back of the derby win on Sunday, not asked about the FA Cup now, I've got what I wanted, we've humiliated Everton, not, not bothered if we go out in the next round. I am bothered, I want us to win everything. I think the big thing about the FA Cup is always, a bit, a bit like the Champions League, is the look of the draw. You know, they, they get through the fourth round and all of a sudden you've got Man City away and mm. then you're going, well, what teams do we play here? Do we give the young boys a chance again? Do we sort of go a little bit stronger? It's one of those horrible things about an open draw. It can it can help you because you can get a path to the final. Yeah, you know, like like Man City normally have where well, they play where they play Melchester Rovers <laughs> and, and Forest Green Rovers reserves. But um, you know, it's it is also uh, uh, you know you, you could get a, a stinker of a quarter final tie. Yeah. Um, well, uh, City and Liverpool were, I think, maybe two of the last eight or ten teams left in the hat. I was you know, watching, yeah. the, covering the draw live here on Monday night. And when City were drawn at home, I think we all kind of took a deep breath and just said, please, no, please, no. And whatever, whoever it was that they got. It couldn't have been Liverpool, though, because Man City don't get draws like that. <laughs> no. You know, Liverpool are a good team. Yeah. You know, with, with the greatest respect to Fulham. But, but you know, <laughs> Liverpool are a good team. It was a, there was a big exhale when it wasn't <laughs> Liverpool that came out against them. But, you know, particularly with the FA Cup, and again, this, this comes back to kind of like to the weekend and playing Everton and, and the way that we won it. Some years you can win a cup and... I, you know, I can give you two examples of previous... Won the FA Cup seven times, I think. Yeah. Now, 1992, which is probably the first time I... Re- well, actually, I remember a few before that. But 1992, when we beat Sunderland the final. We didn't really play anyone last year. In fact, I think the only top-flight team we played in 92 was Villa in the sixth round. We won 1-0 with a goal from Michael Thomas. However, the most recent time we won it, 2006... That was a year when you really felt we've earned this FA Cup. There was an epic tie against Luton in the third round, five three. Mm-hmm. That's when they were a high flying championship side. Yeah, that's time, right. Yeah. yeah, Mike Newell was manager. It was a really tough game. That um, beat Man United in the fifth round for the mm-hmm. first time in like eighty five years. Peter Crouch, Cup, Peter Crouch's header, seven nil at Birmingham in the quarter final. I think they they were a top flight team. I think at the they were. They, they were. were the they had like Christoph Dugger, I think. <clears throat> and then in, and then in the semi final. 
we beat Jose Mourinho's Chelsea at Old Trafford, yep. and 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 in the, it was in a similar vein as the year before when we beat them in the Champions League. They were on the cusp of just about to clinch the Premier League title. Massively fancied themselves to roll up to roll us over, and we basically reigned all over their parade. The final against West Ham was you know it wasn't our greatest performance, but again we got the job done. And so just having already played Everton in in the third round this year, it already feels to me that kind of like it feels just a bit more of a meaningful FA Cup mm. this year. Now, listen, we could get knocked out by Shrewsbury in the next round. Mm. That's football. You just yeah. don't know what's going to happen. But if we do get through the next couple of rounds, to me, it will just add to the kind of the luster of it all and the kind of like, this is an FA Cup run. And it, you know, it is shaping up to be one of the greatest seasons in Liverpool's history. I think we can safely say 2019 was one of the greatest calendar years. But 2019-20, I mean, I saw a graphic online yesterday of just you know, all the league games. But then when you actually just look at it in black and white, win, 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 with one draw yeah. away to Man United, even though I've been to most of those games, you shake your head and think, is this really yeah, happening? How's, how's and happened? it really is. We've forgotten how to lose. Well, it's a great hopefully, habit. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it continues. Three questions then, really quick fire to, to end, Dan. Uh, number one, can Liverpool win the treble? Can, absolutely they can, no question. Number two, will they win the treble? <clears throat> I can't sit here and say no, Christian. So no. I'm say yes. Okay, there we go. Two yeses. And number three, and this is the big one for me. Um, would it be bigger and better than Manchester United's in '99? Wow. Well, that I, is. I'll tell you why I'm asking that. I'm just. Mm. I, I know they had a really. You know, and obviously this is a Liverpool channel, and and you know, obviously we're going to steer towards saying that yes, Liverpool's is is better. Man United had some really hard ties there. They obviously had Bayern Munich in the final. They had Juventus. Us in the fourth round in the FA in Cup. The we FA should have Cup. Beat them. Yeah, exactly. They had, the they had, they had, they had Arsenal, Arsenal in, yeah. which which obviously Ryan Giggs and all that. Um, and and they run a uh, they, they beat a very good Arsenal side to mm. to the Premier League, but. From a Liverpool perspective, the relentlessness of the game nowadays, mm. the the need for rotation, the need yeah. for a squad game, the the superpowers that are in Europe, that you know Barcelona, Real Madrid, mm. um, PSG, Manchester City, add that into the fact that you're going toe to toe with a Man City side who are one of the most expensively assembled in history, mm. and the fact that the FA Cup, you're seeing some probably some really young you know, really potential heroes come through. When they played the first team basically in all the cup times. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because because they could because the the games weren't as uh, you know strenuous. You know, is it that's not to disparage Man United, that's not a sort of, you know, sort of point to them. That was an amazing achievement. But should this go down sort of as 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 good as if, if not better. And obviously at this moment it's a huge if we're not even halfway through January mm. yet. But if it was to play out that way and we did win the treble. And particularly, we haven't really touched upon this, but particularly if as well, Liverpool went the, se- the league season unbeaten, which is a long way off and I'll probably get garroted by Joe Rimmer for saying this because he's <laughs> tried to forbid any kind of talk of that. And I'm, you know, I, I wouldn't want us to make a bigger deal of it than it is at this stage. But if all those things came to pass, and to us, even without the unbeaten thing, I think if we were to win all three, I think it would have to be seen as a greater achievement. And the main reason, I think, is because of the, just the highest standard of league performance that is required now. I don't know how many league games United lost that season, but I think it would have been at least four, five or six. You know, we, you'll remember them drawing at Anfield at the start of May. In fact, they should have lost because Jamie Carrier, Jamie Carrier missed the free header in the last mm. minute. And I remember, you know, all the narrative after that was that United lost the league on Merseyside again. But, the, you know, Ars- I think Arsenal lost it. Leeds, I think, I think it was. Jimmy Hassel, Jimmy for the Hasselbank late header, yeah. So I think it would have to be seen as a greater one just because the bar's been raised 
that much more, both domestically, both domestically and, and arguably in Europe as well. Yeah. But, you know, I hope we're having this conversation again in a few months' time and there's a lot more kind of firm evidence to kind of put onto it. But, you know, I think it would be if it happens. Thank you very much, Stan. We will forever be an infamy either way there because if Liverpool infamy, win the treble, this was the first video that discussed it. If you Liverpool, heard it here first, kids. Yeah, if Liverpool don't win the treble, this will be replays and replays <laughs> and replays on an endless loop. But as long as we're getting the YouTube views, the podcast listens, who cares? We can live with that. Thanks very much for joining us. Let us know on the comments below if you are watching on YouTube whether you think Liverpool can and will win the treble. If you're listening on your podcast, however you, uh, you know consume your podcast, be sure to give us a subscribe. Thanks very much for joining us today on the agenda. I've been Christian Walsh and Dan Kay. Uh, let's hope that this all comes to pass and, and there's a lot of uh, alcohol to be sunk come May. Thanks very much. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.